This is Pump the Podcast. I'm Maggie and I am flying solo today. It is episode nine. Whoa. <laughs> we would like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on Aboriginal land. The land of the Palawa people of the Muanina Nation. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, both past and present. And we would also like to extend that respect to the First Nation listeners today. Now let's get into the episode. Um, I feel strange without Bianca here, but we're just going to get straight on into it because we have lots to cover for this really exciting weekend of football that has just gone by. Last week we started and kicked off the roster with Div 2 in round one. And it was a really great hit out um, from all teams and lots of things that Bianca and I were able to discuss. But going on for today, we've got round two for Div 2 and most excitingly, and I'm really, really pumped to get into it and kind of pull the other games apart. We had the first round of Div 3 finally, and thank goodness, it has been a long, long, long anticipated wait Um to get that division underway and um, with the arrival of Dodgers Ferry and the movement of like Lindisfarne going down, um, it was just really a highly anticipated round. Not to mention we'll preview uh, round one for Div 1 starting this weekend, which is really, really exciting. And I'm going to do my best and try and record this in one red hot go. So um, bear with me. I hope you don't mind. It's It's going to be all my thoughts coming out today and I've got a little notebook next to me because, look, over the weekend I do do spend a fair bit of time um, at various football games and um, I guess I wanted to maybe start this episode with sharing some of my thoughts about um, kind of like football, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe football etiquette um, and what's kind of appropriate on the field or maybe what's going too far like where's the line where's the line for white line fever what's um what's just being a bitch (laughs) and what's like you know footy aggression what what's tolerated and I guess um it kind of starts off by yeah like I said I've been to a few different footy games over the weekend and um kind of a, a, the the communication that goes back and forth between those on the bench to those on the field. So if we spoke, we talk, start off like with just like that kind of white line fever, like what's appropriate commentary for an umpire? Because there's been so much work done by the AFL, um, well, specifically AFL TAS, to really kind of mandate and really um, kind of implement like what's respectful behaviour towards umpires and um, I was at a game over the weekend and I, I mean, we're, we're all guilty of it, you know, umpire makes a call that maybe you didn't predict or maybe you felt like from where you were standing it definitely didn't look that way. You know, can you just yell out, oh, like, come on, like that was so high or that's definitely ball, they had ample time. And, and when do we draw the line between actual bullying particularly if it's, say, a young girl um, in this circumstance who was doing an absolute stellar job of umpiring and getting absolutely berated um, from one of the, like, um, from one of the, you know, substitution box, one of the teams there, 
just every call that she made was never going to suffice. And um, oh, I wish I knew her name because I'd love to shout her out. She did just such an awesome job over the whole weekend. Got to see her at a few different games by coincidence. And just, um, yeah, I don't know. But also other things that were on my mind about football etiquette, and I was talking to someone about this at a football game, and I was actually, I wonder if they ever listened to this. I was, I was sitting next to a bunch of girls right? And I was totally eavesdropping on their conversation. But one of them brought up, and I guess that's what made me kind of think of this, was um, pulling hair, right? Is that allowed? Is that not allowed? It's definitely you can't pull people's hair, but I mean, people grab people's hands. Like there's, there's always things that you're not supposed to do that people do anywhere. Does anyone do this? Does, is this anyone's tactic? And what do we think? Because my opinion is you, you cannot touch hair. That, that's not cool. That's not cool to pull the ponytail. That's not, that's not all right. If you're, it doesn't matter where you are, on the ground, not on the ground, going for the ball, not going for the ball. I think it would be nice if we could just put a, a big blanket, blanket statement on this, don't touch people's hair not okay, not allowed. And I feel like <laughs> I'm looking over the table across from me waiting for Bianca to respond. Um, and I, I'm going to make the call that Bianca would agree with me on this. Don't don't touch the hair. There are some really, really pretty hairstyles going on the football field and I'm very impressed. I attempted to do quite, quite a braiding number of my hair a couple games ago um, and I would never do that again. I'll just stick with the ponytail and the plait. But, yeah, no hair, can't touch it, not appropriate. Um, let's just all do that. So, yeah, I guess I'm just interested. Has anyone got, if you've got any a football etiquette kind of on field or maybe just around the field, um, what, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate? I think I want to get the ball rolling on this because I think there'd be some really funny stories out there. I think... Uh, we've all had our experience with maybe some players where you just think like, you're right, mate. Like, can you just take a step down, relax? It is at the end of the day, it's a competitive, aggressive game, but we don't need to get our knickers in a knot about this, you know, like let's just move on out or yeah, please, please send in your, I'd prefer voicemails as well to messages. Cause then I can just play it directly. And if you want to be anonymous, that that's allowed. But um, getting very sidetracked, um, let's let's get into some actual results now. Because I am on my own at the moment, and I'm well, I'm not on my own. I'm with my dog. He's looking at me, being like, "What are you doing, talking into a microphone?" But um, I may I may get a little bit off off topic a few times. So everyone, bear with me with my with my thoughts, me myself and I. And if you know that song, you. You get it. If you don't know that song, you are too young to be listening to this. Not really. Okay, so <laughs> Div 2 results over the weekend. What a hot weekend of football it was and um, I want to remain unfiltered as I can. I was kind of shocked by some of the results, excited um, and shocked, and it just goes to show that this is a really, really, really even contest. So New Norfolk had a bye weekend just gone by, so they're chilling out. Um, getting that rest and recovery and ready for round three. But um, 
we started off on Friday night yet again. Lauderdale played a late night game on a Friday, which I dislike very, very much. Um, and Lauderdale got the win 44-5 to five against Port. Keep in mind that uh, Port actually kicked five behind. Um, so didn't manage to get the goals, getting through the, the big sticks. But five behinds, um, I think that's worthy of noting. Because um, I play for Lauderdale. <laughs> Um, I can only speak on behalf of our team. I thought we set up really well. I think that um, there's a lot of a lot of structural things that um, that my team's trying to strive for, and that we were able to execute that. But in saying that, it was not easy. Port was down our um, breathing down our necks the entire time, and um, they've obviously got a, a a really really good strong group down there that have maintained from last years. And I think it was just unlucky and they did really, really well. So definitely um, a matchup to look forward to next time they verse each other. Because last year in round one, Lauderdale did the same. They were able to get on top of Port. But then the second and third time that Lauderdale and Port met, it was very different scores. Some were really tight and then some other times Port go got all the way on top of Lord So really important to keep watching these two teams. Um, I think there's a strong, healthy rivalry down there. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited to see how Port continues to go. On Saturday morning at Queenborough Oval, Hutchins and University versed each other. And Hutchins got way on top 45 to um, University 15. So, again, really interesting. And with that... Uh, Hutchins scored nine behinds. And the reason I'm mentioning behinds, because some people might be listening to this and be like, I don't really care, just give me the scores. I think behinds is really important because it can really change, um, changes the whole dynamic of the score really. And nine behinds is, and same with even um, Port, five behinds, they can make all the difference with a game, you know. And the accuracy is something that I think, um, particularly in this Div 2 um, league that maybe that's the difference between their team, you know, really striving for that Div 1 competition and not, and it's that constant accuracy. I know that when we were having like um, practice games against Glenorchy and against North Hobart, I came off at every quarter and at the end of the game just being like, oh, my God, like they're just so accurate. Like they hit the target no matter if it's a handball, no matter if it's a tap, no matter if it's a, a kick, like these girls in the Div 1 are just so highly skilled. There are, of course, mistakes like any other game, but no, not really. <laughs> like they're hitting targets every single time. So it's such a great benchmark and it's good to be aware of that. Um, I think from the practice game that we also played against uni, I, I look, I'll admit it, I, I expected and would have tipped uni to um, take over Hutchins. So that's really impressive and that's awesome, um, particularly playing on their home ground. It would have been a great way to start Hutchins' uh, full day of footy down there, um, which is really, really exciting. So well done, Hutchins. And I went in and had a bit of a look. And last week I spoke about um, when Hutchins played against Lauderdale that you would often see that maybe in the middle uh, Rani, their their main ruck, would do this massive like whopping torpedo all the way down and um, little Daisy Murphy down there does this fast little run out of nowhere and the ball bounces perfectly or she taps it forward. So she was able to score two of those um, successful goals for Hutchins and um, I can only imagine how much more of um, 
uh, much of an influence, that's the word I'm looking for, she would have had on the play. So really well done um, to those, to Hutchins getting on top of uni. And then um, also on Saturday morning, we had Southeast Suns versus Humeville Lions. And Humeville, that's officially like their first round as they had the um, buying div one. So that was a big, big game. So Humeville got way on top of um, the Southeast Suns, 75 to 8. And again, going to mention that there were still nine behinds for Humeville. So we're seeing a little bit of, a little bit of a theme, a little bit of a trend for each uh, team that's played. There's one team that's really just got quite a few behinds and maybe missed opportunities or whatever it may be. But um, great to see that Suns came back. They got their nice one goal and two behind. So they definitely had opportunities out there. And it was really good because after we spoke um, about the Suns last week, we had a few messages from Nick. Um, Yep, that was her name. She sent us a message just being like, you know what, that's actually – we, we were pretty close. We were not completely on the money, but Southeast Suns are really in this rebuilding phase. So last year they had the Div 1 and the Div 3. Uh, yes. Yep, Div 1 and Div 3. Mm, yep, that's right. So can, I don't have anyone to bounce off, so I'm, now I'm, I'm doubting myself. Div 1 and Div 3, and now they're really um, – they are re, in a rebuilding phase. I think they've got a new coach. Um, and all these new um, amazing players coming through. So um, really excited to see. I think a measure for them will be not, you know, how they're going every single game is in success or failure, but really how are they building um, the small the small integral parts of their game, what's working, and then by the end of the season, how are they feeling as a team and how are they jiving and all of that kind of stuff. So well done, Southeast Suns, but um, awesome work, Humeville. I think Humeville is going to be a big team to watch in this season. Um, And let's move straight on to the big game with Brighton and Claremont 430 at Pontville. That's a big drive. Love that. Um, And Claremont got on top, 83 to Brighton, 13 points. Um, Yeah, Claremont's Claremont's elite. I I think there's no doubt about that. Um, That would have been a really tough match. but clearly with 13 goals and five behinds for um, Claremont, they didn't give Brighton much opportunity and I could imagine they'd be really, really, really stoked um, with that. I think they've got a few few out, few injured at the moment um, from my anonymous sources. <laughs> that person knows who she is. Um, oh, quick text. Sorry, everyone. Let's turn that on silent. Can't edit that one out. Right, hang on. There we go. Um, but, yeah, awesome, awesome game um, and and a really, really quite consistent score review for each round. You've got one team dominating um, the other pretty, pretty heavily. So I think if I'm just to speculate here a little bit, I'm really looking forward to if we just go on to uh, the round three for Div 2, I think games to watch that would be really interesting. We've got um, Huonville and Port. There's obviously a strong, uh, strong. Uh, what do they call it? The Huon Huon rivalry down there. Um, both teams are pretty matched with um, talent and their group of core girls. So I would be really, really interested to see what that result is. And I think it's too early, but I would love to eventually give my tips on each game who I would tip. Um, and then Saturday morning, 
Um, we've got Lauderdale and Claremont. I think they're going to be two teams that, um, I don't know, might go head to head a fair bit. So it will be which team can be the most disciplined and like we've been saying, who can be the most accurate? Hutchins and Southeast Suns and University and New Norfolk. And uh, New Norfolk's going to travel down to the University Oval for that one. So all to be wary of, pretty much all on Saturday morning. Um, so it's going to be a great, great, great round, goodness me, a great round for round three, Div 2. Um, I also wanted to mention, because I'm actually looking at my notes now that I did prepare, but I got totally carried away. In Huonville, I noticed on their Instagram um, and I went through and I was like, I know that someone from Huonville hit their 50 games over the weekend, but I could not for the life of me remember and I couldn't find the post. I did a bit of digging. But then I started to go through Huonville's individual girls um, on Player HQ so then I could find it. So I wanted to say a big congratulations and I really hope I've got the right person to Madeline Duggan who got her 50 games um, on the weekend just gone by. That's a really big achievement um, in senior level footy. So well done, Maddie. And I also noticed um, that there were quite a few game, few girls who were about to hit their 50 games. So if you're listening and you've got some kind of um, social media influence from your club, post those 50 games. They're absolute milestones and we celebrate them really, really triumphantly in um, men's division. So I really want to hopefully get around, get clubs to really post those girls who have stuck with, you know, the game for over four years. Um, that's a lot of experience and, and really should be highly celebrated. Not to mention, I won't say her name yet, but I did notice there was someone who hit their 99th game from Huonville. Um, so assuming she plays this week, she will hit 100 games Um and I, I assume she knows who she is. So when you hit your 100 games, we'll give you a nice big shout out to that person. And moving on to the centrepiece of this podcast, episode nine, is Div 3. Congratulations to all the girls that played. It was an absolute successful weekend. Um, and all all accounts from everybody was it was just lots of fun and so many people had so many people from each single team that played where girls were putting on the Guernsey for the first time for their club um, or for the first time ever playing football. So all, all round just sounds like a really fun and exciting weekend. So I'll start off with that North Hobart had their bye and then in round one on Saturday morning we had St Virgil's and Lauderdale and St Virgil's came ready, ready to perform ready to run and ready to implement everything they have done in pre-season and the years, um, you know, the four, three years that they've been in this league now. So well done, Coops. You've led that team to absolute triumph, going from 80, 11, 14 to six for Lauderdale with one solid, beautiful goal <laughs> from Maha, you absolute legend. Look, this was a great game. Um, and all reports was that everyone just had so, so much fun. And that young girl that I mentioned before in the intro, she she was part of the umpiring team and she did so, so, so well. Um, and as we just said with the um, Div 2 competition, 14 behinds for St Virgil's. That's that's a, 11 goals and 14 behinds. So still a lot of opportunity there. And St Virgil's are going to be nothing but dominant in um, in this league. And I'll 
I think I'm going to set that benchmark. They've already done it themselves, so I don't think Coops or Joel Berry will mind me reinforcing that. They are a team to watch. Um, if we take them aside, not just about, um, you know, the way they play or the structures that they use, just the way that they interact with each other. They are positive. They are supportive. They are a core group of girls that are all playing football for the same reason. And it's really, really beautiful to be a part of. Um, so well done, St. Virgil's. And congratulations to Lauderdale. Um, this Div 3 side has taken some time to form and to really um, grow. And those girls did really well to keep their head up and to get that goal in the back end of the game um, from a new debutant as well. Um, who just put on, literally came to training Wednesday, <laughs> transferred, uh, trained, came, no, sorry, came to training Thursday, had transferred and then played Saturday morning. So that that was great. Um, well done, John the captain out there. You're actually really, really leading your team with such great role model and enthusiasm. It's really inspiring to watch. So um, both teams to keep a really close eye on, see how they go. And the second game that we had, because we've only got five teams in Div three was Lindisfarne and Dodgers and this was a close game we had Lindisfarne 15 2 to 3 and Dodgers Ferry 17 1 11 1 11 right that is uh, I'd be if I I think the coach's name oh, I was listening in the stories it's toasty someone correct me is he do you call him toasty I mean, I assume that's not his name, Toasted or Toasty. Anyway, look, I reckon Toasty, he wrapped up the game, he brought all the girls in and said, you know what, we just came here to show everyone what we're made of. You guys are absolute champions. Um, but he'd be going back to training this week and I, I would assume we'd be going back and doing maybe some set shots, maybe a little bit more guidance on the accuracy, maybe it's, maybe it's confidence. Um, if a lot of girls, which I'm sure they do, have put on the Guernsey for the very first time playing football um, in an actual match against a foreign team, not against each other, there's almost an element of stage fright, you know. You see it in the men's league, you see it in AFL, W, AFL, boys, men. Everyone has a little bit of stage fright when there's a crowd around and there's a whistle that you got to listen to and there's people watching you, that can obviously have an effect. Um, but clearly Dodgers, judging by that score and those behinds, had a lot more of the play. But overall, a really great game. Um, and I know Lindisfarne are also in that kind of rebuilding rebuilding phase, dropping down to the Div 3. So I think they would have been pretty pretty content with that. And at the end of the day, it's the score, right? You know, we can we can pull it apart and say, oh, they got this 14 behinds, they got this 14 behinds. But when the grand final comes, it doesn't matter. It's who's on top at the end. So super, super, super exciting um, for the Div 3 competition. And I'm just going to flick over because I'm on Player HQ saying who's coming up this weekend. So North Hobart, first game back, or first game of the season, North Hobart and St. Virgil's. Uh, I reckon that's going to be quite close head-to-head. -head. And then we've got Lauderdale and Lindisfarne. And Lauderdale actually playing, um, it's a triple header that day, so it's very exciting. We don't often get an opportunity to play straight after our uh, our boys or our other, other side of the club or before. So it's going to be a big day for Lauderdale Club. So hopefully those girls can really um, 
work together and and we'll see will it be Lindisfarne will it be Lauderdale and Dodgers you're going to have a lovely break and probably get around to a few of these games that's the Div 3 wrap up and to finish off we've got it we've got to touch on this Div 1 right it's the pinnacle of our league it's very very exciting stuff so for round one Div 1 we've got Clarence and Kimbra Bellarive over at 12 p.m and we've got Glenorchy and North Hobart Sunday Arvo right at the end of your weekend down at KGV. Exciting games. Will I put my tips on? Yes, I will. Did anyone ask me? No, but I'm going to share. I think that it's going to be close games for everyone and I I don't like being wrong, so I'm almost a bit nervous to share my thoughts out loud. But I guess I don't have to put this up if I, if I feel like it. It's not gonna not gonna cut it. Oh God, I'm watching it. I'm looking. Hmm. I'm gonna stick with my initial initial uh, pre, uh, grand final premiership predictions that we recorded a few episodes back. I do think Kimber's gonna get on top of Clarence. It's gonna be close, but I think they're gonna do it. And then I also think that. I think that North Hobart might get the chocolates over Glenorchy. I don't think any of these games are going to be blowouts at all. It might be the matter of that one behind, that one goal. It's going to be all 1% um, efforts. But if you are around and you particularly play in the Div 2 and the Div 3, if you can, get around to these games because, yes, we, we learn by playing and training, but I'm sure any coaches out there or any other professional AFL players would probably agree that you can learn so much more by watching and or so much more or just as much. You can learn a lot by watching games. And when you watch something on TV at a really professional level, it, it's a little bit different to when, when, you, when you watch your local league. You can get out there, you can cheer on the girls, you can uh, hear the umpire calls, you can hear the way that these, you know, Div 1 girls actually communicate and communication can be the difference between your team performing really well or your team missing the mark every time because there's no communication. You watch these girls and you think, wow, they're fit, they are strong. Even little things, like I think one thing that I noticed um, – last year was like rotations like these these guys have really really tight rotations no one's out there getting fatigued i think sometimes in our in the lower leagues we can forget that we might not have as much numbers or for whatever reason but get along to them support them cheer for them um and good luck to all those girls uh in the div one for your round one play hard get your head over the ball um and don't pull anyone's hair all right let's let's make a stand for that today hashtag don't pull hair not okay not allowed fair fair that pretty much rounds us out guys i really appreciate everyone tuning in um and keeping me company while i stare out the window and just express my random thoughts that i have regarding my football etiquette <laughs> And if you do have any stories, wild stories, I can I can change your voice if you don't want me to play your exact voice message, but send it through. Um, I'm sure there's really some funny ones out there and it's all, all in good fun. 
no one's actually going to get angry at anyone. We can't, we can't identify anyone here. Um, but yeah, so we've gone, we've gone through the, the div two results. We've talked about the div three, um, really excitingly for div one kicking off this weekend. So I hope everyone has a lovely weekend. I also wanted to update you all just, <laughs> sorry, <clears throat> I have a chip in my mouth. Nobody asked, but <laughs> I will update you with the Red Bull situation while it's on my mind. Thank you. I got quite a few messages of people giving me some alternatives um, and other things they could use. And even some people being like, yeah, I get you like Red Bull, no good um, before a game. It works during the game, not quite after. So thank you to um, Pikey who loaned me a little bit of pre-workout, I believe it was, um, from, I'm not sure who it was from. I think it was her boyfriend's. Um, but that, it tasted lovely. And I think the other one I've been suggested to was a bulk nutrients pre-workout. So I, I put in my little, my details to get a free sample of that one because <laughs> I'm cheap <laughs> and I wanted to try, you know, you want to try before you buy, that's so fair. Um, but no, I didn't cry. I didn't cry after the game. I felt really good. Um, and it has nothing to do with whether we win or lose. Um, I think I think the Red Bull actually is the problem. So I will let you all know because I know you're all sitting there dying to know um, how I'm feeling after my football games. Um, but yeah, and and I know uh, it's a bit rough this week, but we're not gonna do we're not gonna do a um, pump up moment because I don't I don't have one for this week. Um, and I want to make sure that when we give them out, they're for really special moments, not just. Um, an oblig- obligatory, obligatory, and you guys know what I mean. Not not because we we feel like we have to. There's got to be really special moments to be excited for. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Next week uh, we'll go over all over the um, the results again, and um, hopefully we can actually give you a date that these t-shirts and these jumpers will be ready for pre-order. Very exciting stuff, and we will have our beautiful Bianca back. So thank you so much um, for tuning in. Remember to give us a little love heart if you're on Spotify and you can scroll down and you can send me a voice memo or something um, if you've got some funny stories to share with us. Um, But don't forget to pump it for the girls in footy. Sounds so much worse when it's on my own. (laughs) Bye.